hear the account of the shepherds and their experience. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I am bringing you great news of a great joy for all the peoples, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Let's pray together. Yes, O Lord, who would imagine a king would emerge from the stable? Who would imagine? Only you. And you have done a work beyond our imaginations through the Christ child born in a manger. Now we pray that you would speak to our hearts as we ponder the haste of the shepherds and the reflections of Mary. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Verse 16 says that the shepherds went with haste, in this translation, to see the baby for themselves. And then verse 19 speaks of how Mary treasures all of the words that the shepherds share with her, and she ponders them in her heart. Seems to me there's a great intersection there for us to reflect upon. There's the call of Christmas and there is the call of the Christian life to go with haste to do certain things that God calls us to do. But there's also the call to a more contemplative, slower aspect of life at Christmas and throughout the year to ponder in our hearts all that God has done among us. So let's take a few moments to reflect upon those two Opposite, perhaps, but very crucial aspects of our life together. To go with haste to do the tasks that God calls us to do, but also to make sure we take time to ponder in our hearts our experiences of God's grace and presence. I don't know about you, but I don't use the word haste very often. Anybody use the word haste in your everyday lives? Do we have any Jane Austen fans among us? There are some. There are some. Now, I haven't read the novels of Jane Austen. She's a 19th century British novelist who wrote uh, wrote novels about the British aristocracy. But I've seen the movies. And there's this scene in one of the film adaptations of Pride and Prejudice where the Jane Austen character of a preacher, I don't know if she didn't like preachers or what, but this preacher in Pride and Prejudice is a complete goofball. And, 
do you notice, is that a theme for novelists? You know, we preachers take it on the chin. I take offense at that. But anyway, there's this parish priest called Mr. Collins. And there is the most prominent member of the church who is coming to visit Mr. Collins and his family at the parsonage. And in order to get the family ready, when he finds that she is coming, he runs through the house and runs through the ground saying, Make haste! Make haste! Make haste for Lady Catherine de Bourgh will be here soon. When our boys are running late for school, I do not say, Make haste! Make haste! Let us go to the car! I say, Get in the car now! not a word that we use, but maybe, just maybe, it's the word in English that we need to describe what happens to the shepherds. I don't know if it's just the same if we say the shepherds hurried to see Jesus, or if the shepherds rushed to see Jesus. There's something about describing it as the shepherds went with haste to see the babe. There's an urgency in that word, there is a joy in that word, but there's not an anxiety, an anxious rushing in that word. There is a sense that they know that something magnificent has been told to them, something so wonderful has happened, that they are in awe. And so they go with haste to see Mary and Joseph and the baby. There are some things that I need to do with haste right now. And there are some things that you need to do with haste right now. I don't know what they are. And it doesn't mean that you rush anxiously, hastily to do them. But I'm guessing that there are some things, some wonderful things that God has placed upon your heart and there needs to be an urgency to them. There's a task or there's a gift or there's a contribution or there's an act of service or there's a blessing or there is an act of love that you need to give. Don't hurry to do it. Don't rush to do it. Make haste. Make haste to do it. When Christmas is on a Sunday, it is, the, it is the best schedule for someone like me. Because that means there's Friday and Saturday before Christmas to shop. And this year, I finished earlier than normal. I finished Friday evening. I will never forget as a young adult going to Christmas Eve services with my family at our home church in Greensboro and realizing in the midst of the Christmas Eve service that there was one more present that I needed to get. And there, thankfully, was a store open on the way home. I tend to save these things to the last minute. The shepherds invite us not to do that with those urgent, God-given tasks that we know we're called to do. Make haste. Make haste. More than likely, the things that we need to make haste to do involve people that we're called to love. People that we're called to listen to. 
people that we're called to bless, people that God has laid upon our hearts to invite to our church so that we may love and serve and worship the Lord together. Maybe there is someone today in your family gathering that in the midst of the rhythm of perhaps a slow day, internally there is a sense of haste that God has placed upon your heart to speak a special blessing. Or maybe there will be somebody in 2017 that God will send you to make haste to see them and to bless them. There is this wonderful rhythm that the shepherds gives us, give us. When something as wonderful as the birth of Jesus is announced to us, we make haste to share it. That's what the shepherds do when they go to see Mary. They go to see the baby, but then they share with Mary all of the wonderful words that have been told to them about Jesus by the angels. And they testify to Mary. They give witness to what they have experienced. And all of us in this room right now are experiencing the presence of God. And all of us are called to give testimony of our experience of the grace and wonder of Jesus. And so who is it that we are called to make haste to see and to testify to what the Lord has done? So, make haste, but also Mary treasures and ponders these things in her heart that have been made known to her by the shepherds. There's a haste, there's an urgency, there's a quickness to what the shepherds do. There's a contemplative side to what Mary does. No photography, remember, in those days, but I guarantee you that in the pondering of the moment, Mary remembers in her mind the images of that moment, of that day, for the rest of her life. And it's not just because she has a great memory that she takes those mental, snap, mental snapshots of what happens. It's because she ponders the experiences that she is having. And in running them through her mind, in her heart, in her soul, there is a treasuring, there is a remembering, and there is a pondering that enables those experiences to shape and mold her in wonderful and amazing ways. Her life is forever changed by the events of that night, but her life is also changed because she chooses to ponder and treasure all that God has done in and through and for her. And in her example, we are invited to ponder the moments in our lives when we experience the grace and the presence of God in ordinary ways and in extraordinary ways. Barbara uh, Bradley Haggerty, a journalist, has written a book called Life Reimagined, and she, uh, among other things, uh, looks at a lot of different uh, studies on how we age as human beings. And one study that she cites uh, looks at people who take a moment every day to savor a specific experience or experiences that they have had that blesses them. And in that daily act of savoring and pondering, a wonderful experience, there is renewed health and vitality and energy that flows from that practice. What would it look like for us if we were to take a page out of Mary's book, who knew this long before the scientists did their survey, and took a moment at the end of each day to identify those moments when we experienced the presence and the love and the grace of God. And we just ran that moment, that picture, that image, that experience through our minds and our hearts and our souls and we 
pondered them and we treasured them. I suspect we would become more grateful people if we did so. I suspect that we would become more loving people if we did so. I suspect that through our pondering, we would know better how to make haste to go and to bless the people that are around us. Mary gives us this wonderful practice of pondering, treasuring our experiences. At the end of this Christmas day, okay, here's the homework, here's the assignment. At the end of this day, will you take a moment, perhaps just with yourself or perhaps with members of your family, to ponder the blessings of this day, the time with family, the time here with church family, the amazing amount of food that you will probably eat today, the time to celebrate the birth of Jesus. I was out and about yesterday. I was not shopping. I'd had the shopping done. I was out and about yesterday driving and was listening to a football game on the radio, Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings. And uh, just so happened that in the time that I was listening, the quarterback for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, was tackled roughly, and uh, it took him a while to get up off of the ground, and I guess some of the trainers from the team came out to make sure that he was okay. And they were playing in Green Bay, and so uh, there was a hush that fell over the crowd. Even though Green Bay was winning, you don't want to lose your quarterback for the rest of the season. So everything is quiet. And the announcer, the radio announcer, said something that I had never heard before. He said, right now in Lambeau Field, it's as quiet as if we were in church on Sunday morning listening to the sermon. (laughs) You had the same reaction that I did. See, I thought that that was a criticism. I thought that meant that people were sleeping through the sermon and that's why it's so quiet. But no, that's not the way the announcer used the image. Because everybody in that stadium was sitting on the edge of their seat looking in the direction of the quarterback, fully attentive, hoping that he was okay. And I guess it should be the same way during the sermon. Oh, this is not the point of the story. I'll get to the point of the story in just a minute. But I, I do need to say that there is something about sitting on the edge of your seat and listening to the words of the sermon. And the point of the story, though, is when we make haste to do that which God calls us to do, and when we're in a rhythm of pondering later what God has done, we find ourselves sitting on the edge of our seats the rest of our lives, attentive to the presence of God among us, attentive to the needs of those around us, attentive to the tasks that God calls us to make haste, to go with haste and to accomplish, attentive to the moments at the end of the day that we have the privilege of pondering and treasuring. And so, dear sisters and brothers, what is it that God is calling you to go with haste and accomplish? Who is it that God is calling you to make haste to go and to bless? What will you ponder at the end of the day? And in doing so, will we allow ourselves, as individuals, as families, and as a church, to be attentive to the one who is attentive to us always? 
and to share the love of Jesus with those around us. Would you pray with me, please? What is it, O Lord, for each of us that you call us to go with haste to do? What is the urgent task that we don't rush through, of course, but that we intentionally embrace and seek to accomplish? Who are the people? Who is the person, O Lord? Lay that person, lay those folks on our hearts right now that you call us to make haste to go and to bless. And what are the moments right now that you invite us to ponder and to treasure in our hearts, knowing that we have experienced your presence and your grace. O oh Lord, make us attentive to you and to each other and to our world, that we may go with haste to do that which you've called us to do, that we may ponder your love and your grace and your presence among us. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray. And all of God's people said,